Welcome to the Protoss Podcast. Today's date is Friday the 6th of August and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week at Protoss we covered Bitcoin fork Satoshi's vision and its struggle to defend against a 51% attack. We looked into a spate of Bitcoin-related fake news stories affecting some of the world's largest companies and revisited Malta, where $10 million in crypto destined for cancer patients is seemingly stuck in limbo. But first... We started the week with another example of dodgy miners making off with siphoned electricity. Police in Warsaw have uncovered an illicit Bitcoin mining operation being run from within their very own station. As it turns out, the culprit wasn't a policeman, but an IT specialist working at Warsaw's police headquarters. He had been stealing city electricity to mine Bitcoin and has since been fired. However, authorities are investigating a potential alleged accomplice, according to the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Officials had to stress to local outlet TVN24 that the former employee was in fact a civilian and not a police officer and that the individual at no point had access to any sensitive data. Authorities didn't provide many other details, but said the rigs had been uncovered quite quickly. Right now, crypto is technically legal in the country, but the Polish government doesn't consider it a unit of currency, method of payment or even electronic money. Poland has also historically warned its citizens of potential risks associated with buying crypto. In 2018, Poland's central bank went as far as to reportedly pay a popular YouTube channel to produce videos smearing Bitcoin and even depicting various nightmare scenarios fueled by digital currencies. The IT guy at Warsaw Police Headquarters, however, likely ran a much smaller operation incapable of any dystopian nightmare scenarios. In any case, the theft at Warsaw Police HQ makes it the second incident of this kind to hit public services in Eastern Europe in recent weeks after the Russian metro worker fired for stealing city power. And while two doesn't seem like many, we have to ask how many are getting away with it. Next up was the news that Bitcoin Satoshi's vision suffered a huge 51% attack. It's the blockchain's fifth in three months. The non-profit Bitcoin Association, which offers support to the Bitcoin fork, said in a statement that it believes the culprit was also behind similar incidents in June and July. Four previous 51% attacks took place between June the 24th and July 9th, as recorded by the association with each one being carried out by an entity using the pseudonym Zulu Pool. On Twitter, the group had advised Satoshi's Vision node operators to run a command to invalidate fraudulent versions of the blockchain during consensus to prevent the attacker from double spending. Coinmetrics Lucas Nuzzi tweeted that Satoshi's Vision miners were now simultaneously working on three different blockchains. So what are 51% attacks? Well, they're waged by ill-intented miners seeking to establish their own version of a proof-of-work blockchain by controlling more than half of its hash rate. To do this, first, attackers must create their own version of a blockchain. This chain is often reorganised to their benefit before they then broadcast it to the network. Next, they activate enough rigs to mine blocks faster than anyone else because the longest chain wins. They then prevent new transactions and trick crypto platforms like exchanges into letting them spend crypto twice, which is known as double spending. 
Bitcoin, however, is the largest distributed blockchain network around, so 51% attackers are far less likely and require collusion at a vast scale. But smaller networks like Bitcoin Satoshi's vision are vulnerable since they don't need much computing power to dominate. For example, Bitcoin boasts a hash rate over 100 times more than Bitcoin Cash and an even bigger 160 times more than Bitcoin Satoshi's vision. Indeed, Bitcoin Satoshi's vision is a fork of Bitcoin Cash, which itself is a fork of Bitcoin. Craig Wright, who claims to be Bitcoin creator Satoshi Nakamoto, led Satoshi's Visions launch in 2019 to apparently scale Bitcoin Cash by boosting its maximum block size from 32 megabytes to 2 gigamegs. On the other hand, Bitcoin's block size limit, which effectively caps the number of transactions per block, is 1 megabyte, although that can be stretched to 4 megabytes with SegWit. Bitcoin Satoshi's vision has room for extra large block size, which allows a ridiculous amount of data to be stored on the blockchain. This in turn allows on-chain videos and image apps, but it's difficult to say if this endeavour has been worth it. Since Bitcoin Cash forked in August 2017, Bitcoin is up 1,350% and over 500% since Bitcoin Satoshi's vision forked in November 2018. Meanwhile, Bitcoin Cash has roughly doubled, while Satoshi's vision has risen less than 30%. Often, miners work with these chains at a deficit. On Wednesday, we covered Saudi Aramco and how it's the third corporate titan to be targeted by fake Bitcoin news in the past month. The petrochemical overlord has had to quash claims that it was mining cryptocurrency earlier this week. Rumours had been swirling around that the company was generating Bitcoin using surplus gas from its drilling operations. Saudi Aramco has long held the title of the largest public stock in the world until Apple and Microsoft recently overtook it. So, the Dahran giant opting into Bitcoin mining would have been an historic boon for the industry. However, Saudi Aramco kept its rebuttal short, stating, quote, These claims are completely false and inaccurate. The incident is only the latest in a string of fake news stories about major international companies and Bitcoin. Apple and Amazon, the first and fifth most valuable stocks in the world, both got the same treatment last month. Early on July 12th, one Twitter account retweeted, quote, rumours that hashtag Apple have purchased more than $2 billion in hashtag Bitcoin, complete with a flushed face and Bitcoin emoji. A series of media reports then amplified the fake Bitcoin news over the next few days. Bitcoin's price, however, was least affected by this particular Apple rumour, at least when compared to other rumours. Apple is still to deny the reports, but they didn't declare any Bitcoin in its latest earnings. Two weeks later, and Bitcoin inexplicably surged from $34,700 to $40,000, a 15% rally in two hours. CNN later concluded that the jump resulted from a positive sentiment surrounding an Amazon job ad for a Bitcoin product lead posted four days earlier. Two hours after that Bitcoin rally, City AM published an article titled, quote, Amazon definitely lining up Bitcoin payments and token, confirms Insider. The price of Bitcoin then rose 20% from $31,800 to $40,000. 
in the four days between the job ad and City AM's report. Amazon then denied the rumours later on July 26th, but by then, outlets were still rolling juicy news bites into one sweaty ball of dough over the next week. Bloomberg even ran a sponsored piece on July 30th titled Amazon has 1.55 trillion reasons to start accepting crypto, each reason being a dollar of the market cap of all cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin largely held on to its gains until the Aramco rumour started to circulate. This can be traced back to a podcast featuring Brazilian crypto entrepreneur Ray Nasser. Nasser claimed that he and his Bitcoin mining companies were working with Saudi Aramco to help make use of excess gas. This caused more than a few waves on Twitter, helped by articles from a number of smaller outlets. After all this hype, Saudi Aramco issued a press release three days later on August the 2nd to formally deny it was getting into Bitcoin mining. Bitcoin rose to 6% between the release of NASA's podcast and Saudi Aramco's denial, from $40,000 to $42,500. BTC has since given up those gains. All things considered, the fake Bitcoin news about Amazon impacted markets the most, followed by Saudi Aramco and then Apple. Crypto exchange Binance's once cosy relationship with Malta is now disintegrating before our eyes, not over pesky regulations and licenses, but $10 million in cryptocurrency. Last week, we talked about how Malta's charity watchdog walked back legal threats to have Binance's charity arm kicked out of Malta altogether. Binance's charity had originally raised funds for terminal cancer patients in Malta back in November 2018. But the value of the digital assets raised, which is Binance's very own Binance coin, by the way, has multiplied 50 times since the campaign. The Binance Charity Foundation has since tried to dilute the funds via a US-based charity instead, citing a need to reduce the administrative costs of keeping identical entities in the US and Malta. Last month, reports showed that the Malta Community Chess Foundation, which is led by President George Vela, had filed an injunction to keep the Binance Charity, which is currently headquartered in Malta, from moving the crypto to the US. Binance's charity states that its public position is that it can't confirm that the Malta Community Chess Foundation would utilise the crypto properly without seeing what are essentially medical receipts. It also wants to access patient information, medical bills and crypto wallet addresses, according to Malta today. For scale, the Binance charity says it's already dished out $15 million in donations since 2018. So distributing the cancer funds would nearly double Binance's overall charitable efforts almost instantly. Now, the Maltese Foundation isn't having it. While Binance holds the millions in Binance coin hostage, the Malta Community Chess Foundation shot back on Wednesday to assure patients it wouldn't hand over medical data to the stateless crypto exchange. It should be noted that other Binance-related companies established bases in Malta back in 2019. At the time, then Maltese Prime Minister Joseph Muscat welcomed Binance with open arms. This was long before Muscat's cabinet was disgraced following the death of renowned Maltese journalist Daphne Caruana Galizia. However, Binance affiliates never secured regulatory approval despite adamant protestations from chief exec Chang Peng Zhao that claimed otherwise. And still, Binance is yet to dissolve its associated entities in Malta. 
As Binance and Malta fight over the crypto meant for terminal cancer patients, Binance's charity foundation still continues to list the Malta Community Chess Foundation as a partner on its website. For what it's worth, Binance did pledge its charitable commitment to the citizens of Malta last week. News reports had covered Malta's charity watchdog's legal threats over three years in missing Binance files, which turned up a few days later. And with great emphasis, Binance said, due to the price appreciation of these crypto assets, these funds are now able to help even more people in need. This dedicated funds will always belong to the citizens of Malta. They added, Binance has every intention of fulfilling our charitable obligations and we are eager to work closely with Malta's Community Chess Foundation to come to a resolution and deliver these crypto donations as soon as possible to the hands of the people who need it most. Imagine. And that's your lot. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, but we realise there's only so much we can fit into one podcast episode. So if you want more of the stories that matter, then check out Protoss.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protoss podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major podcast provider for more weekly roundups. We'll be back next week. See you then.